Welcome to Legalish on Dash Talk X with your host, Demetria L. Graves, certified family law specialist in Pasadena and Beverly Hills. And today I am so excited. So we are talking about being a boss mom and how we balance our businesses, our family and success. And this is a big concept in today's world and what it means to be a quote unquote boss. So I have a very, very special guest, my very, very first mentor in the legal industry, Portasha Moore. Say hi, Portasha. Hi, everyone. So I worked with Portasha in my very first, almost, I'll say almost real legal job. And I learned so much about from Portasha in terms of how I kind of set my motto, each one teach one, because I felt I learned so much from you, Portasha, in terms of navigating the, the legal world, being a boss woman at the time. So I just wanted to let you know publicly again, because I feel like I tell you all the time, how important <laughs> you were in setting a great example of not only how you showed up in the legal industry, but also all of the nuggets you were willing to give me and kind of mentor me and become like my sister. So I want the world to know that. Well, thank you. That makes me feel so good. And it's so surprising because you never know. I, at the time, I did not know I had that impact on you until you told me many, many, many years later. So that just lets me know every time I'm trying to tell somebody about my experience, you never know what impact it will have on them. No, you do not. And because of how you kind of guided me and all of that, my motto has become each one teach one. So anytime someone has questions for me, I want to learn kind of what I'm doing and how I kind of got to where I am. That has been my motto. And that kind of started with you. So. Oh, that's great to know. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell the people what you do, how you came into the legal field and a little bit about you. Oh, okay. Well, um, I am a general practitioner, and I always knew I wanted to be an attorney ever since I was five years old. And I always thought, you know, from watching television that I can argue really well so I can win cases. But when I got to law school, I realized that a lot of the work that I had to do to become an attorney was reading and writing. Mm -hmm. And I did not like reading and writing, but I made myself do it in order to become an attorney. Mm -hmm. And so after passing the bar, um, you know, I worked with um, John Swinney and Carl Douglas. It was at a black firm. That's where you and I met. Right. And John was... Um, a very good mentor to me because they were very successful attorneys, and I learned a lot from him. Although I did not like working under his control, so to speak, mm -hmm. it made me know that I wanted to open up and run my own practice and how I wanted to do things different and not have limitations on what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And when did you open your own practice? 
Um, I opened it in 2006, and the, the way I was able to open it, I didn't just go out there and say, hang my sh- um, shingle and say, I'm just going to wait for the money to come in. But I uh, brought in a case from a, a friend of mine that I had known from um, Kinder. Her nephew was in a really bad accident and sustained brain damage, and I ended up settling that case for $2 million dollars. And that gave me the finances that I needed to open my own practice. Right. So eventually, so you have your own practice and at some point you get married, have kids. And now I've coined you a boss mom. So yes. <laughs> in your opinion, what does it mean to be a boss mom and why is it even important for you? Uh, it's important because I think that, um, Women as a whole think they can't be successful if they work Mm -hmm. and mother at the same time. Right. And, you know, people always believe that you're either going to be good at raising kids or you're going to be good at your job, but you can't be good at both. Right. And I'm a firm believer that you can be good at both. You can't be perfect at both of them, but you definitely can be good at both. And I think it's important if you're fearful that you're going to fail, you should just wash away that fear and, and take a leap of faith and just do it. And that's, and that's what I do. I just I don't know how I do it. I don't have a plan for it. I just do it. And, you know, usually when women put their minds to something, they just make it happen. And I know you know that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you think, though, that this notion, because I've heard some people say, yes, you can have it, but maybe not all at the same time or whatever the variation of that term is. Do you think that that puts additional pressure on women to be great at their careers, to be great at motherhood, to be great at their marriage? Is there an additional pressure for women to do that? I I think it is because we don't want to fail. And and I feel the pressure also, but then you just have to stay, step back and say to yourself, I don't have to be perfect or excellent at everything because, you know, even if I was just a stay-at-home mom or if I was just working and not taking care of the kids, there would still, still be added pressure. But I think it's just divided and trying to balance everything as a whole. Right. And so when you just know that you're just doing what you can do when you can do it, it in my opinion, it takes the pressure. I, I have to release that pressure by talking to myself constantly. <laughs> right. I, of, I of, often wonder or if you mentioned fear, if, if some women are so fearful, they don't even do it because they don't want the added stress of trying to be great at a career. Cause I know a lot of women in our, in our profession as lawyers don't get on the lawyer track because they don't want the pressure of billing all those hours, however many it is nowadays and being a mother and being a wife. So how do you think that this notion that yes, I'm a boss mom and the images we see, does that impact that or what kind of, Words of wisdom would you have for a woman that's considering, okay, do I get on partner track? Should I wait? Do I have kids? You know, you really, it depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. Because I was never the type of person that I did work for a defense firm 
in my early stages of my career, mm-hmm. and I knew at that point that was something that I could not do, and mm-hmm. I did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that at the point in my, I am in my life right now, the fact that I have my own practice, it helps me be a, a mom to my kids and, and do the activities that I need to do. But I do, I believe if I were working uh, at a defense firm trying to put in um, 60, 80, however many hours they have to put in, it would be very stressful for me. But some people can deal with that type of stress. So I, I really think it depends on the type of person you are. So you you mentioned um, you can't be fearful when you're trying to be super successful in your career and super successful as a parent. Because I learned very early on when I had my son that I wasn't, I wouldn't be a great stay-at-home parent. I needed to do both just the way my mind works and, you know, I always need to be doing something. So what do you think are some of the characteristics of being a boss mom? I think we have to have freedom and be very flexible Mm -hmm. and be able to handle spare-of-the-moment situations and circumstances because anything can happen at any moment and you just have to be able to deal with the situation. Right. I can get a call from a client and I may need to just, you know, whisk away from whatever I'm doing with the kids and just be able to deal with the situation. And sometimes I have to take the kids to the office with me if they're on spring break or something. Right. And you just have to be flexible and know that, oh, you know, I'm not going to stress out because I have to take the kids. It's a situation you just need to be able to explain to your client, you know, they're out on spring break, but I'm still here to help you. What can I do for you? Right. That was me just last week. Aiden yelling in the background and me having my clients. But that's a whole nother topic. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I do want to talk about some of the challenges of maintaining both. Some of that mommy guilt that we all feel sometimes of trying to maintain that. But the flip side of that is allowing our kids to see what we do to kind of encourage them to go on and do what they do. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. I want to rock with you. I want to rock with you. Just one. I want to rock with you.
on Dash Talk X. And today we are talking being a boss mom, balancing business, family, and success. And I have my mentor and friend and sister, Portasia Moore Stallworth here, who is having this very important conversation with me. So if you are a boss mom, considering being a boss mom, I think this is a great conversation for you. So, Portasia, let's talk about some of the challenges of being a boss mom, of managing all of this. How, how do you keep yourself sane when you're trying to, you know, excel in your career, excel as a mom, excel as a wife? I think some of the most challenging things that I find with being a boss mom is having me time. Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. and and you should know that because we try to get together. I don't know on how many occasions right. for lunch, <laughs> but yeah. it, there just doesn't seem like there's any time. And then when you do have me time, I feel guilty about it. Yeah. I don't feel as guilty as much now that my kids are older. But when they were younger, you know, you just mm-hmm. want to be there for them every moment right. that you can. So I think that's the most challenging thing for me. And just managing my time and my schedule around the kids' school schedule. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. if I have a client come in, I don't book appointments um, after 2 mm-hmm. because I have to pick my son up between 2-ish. Right. And I, as a working mom, I still cook. And mm-hmm. I want to cook healthy meals. My kids don't eat McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, you know find ways of cooking so they'll have meals every day. And I do a lot of um, crock pot Mm -hmm. recipes Mm -hmm. and, you know, and just spending quality time with the kids. You know, I, when I, when my kids get home, I want to know how their day went. I don't just say go and do your homework. I want to know, well, who did you have lunch with? Because I feel they have the same pressures that we have when we are at work while they're at school. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what's going on with them, you know, because you just, I want to know if my child is acting different. Right. I want to be able to catch it. And I think that's the only way you catch it is when you have these conversations with them. Well, I definitely need to get some recipes because Aiden and I do frequent McDonald's, but... (laughs) I do want to know, because you stop at two, do you feel when you get home the pressure to work once your kids go to bed? Do you continue to work, or do you just stop your day at two? No, I do feel that pressure, and that's, mm-hmm. that's another challenge, because when they get home, I'm putting on the mommy hat. Right. But I still, you know, two to five are still work hours. Right. 
So I try to go in and, and check an email or return a phone call, but they're also watching me while I do this. And sometimes they'll point it out, Mom, you're always working. Yes. And yes. they don't realize that these are still work hours, but because they are super blessed to have a mom to pick them up at 2, they mm-hmm. just think it's normal for me to be there. Right for the rest of the night with them. So, yes, I do. And after dinner, I try to come and do some work on the computer. And I, and I call my clients, and I just I tell them the truth because most mm-hmm. clients, are they have family. So I think they understand. Most yeah. of them do at least. Yeah. I've noticed that too, but I noticed once I picked Aiden up, I, I feel this sense of anxiety sometimes because I feel like, oh, my God, I have 20 emails that I haven't checked, and it is still doing the work hours. But, yeah, then you feel the pressure of your kids staring you down because they want to um, spend time with you. But I've noticed the, the flip side of that, it's, it's also a teaching moment for my son to say, look, mommy's doing this so we can buy those Ninja Turtles or you can have those shoes or, <laughs> you know, you could go to that fancy school you go to, not as a punishment, but as a teaching moment for him. And that's why I try to bring him in as much as I can to the office so you know, he can bring his little toy laptop and act like he's working too. So he understands that there's a time to play and it's a time to work. And, and I think that's also a benefit for children because they get to see mom being successful, coping with all the duties and multitasking her life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I didn't have the opportunity to grow up to see with my parents because my father worked for the Naval Shipyard, so he went to work, and he was always at work. Mm -hmm. And one of my um, goals as a mother is to spend as much time with my children while they are still dependent because once they get that car, they're not going to want to be with mommy anymore. Right. They're going to be off with their friends at the football games, the basketball games. So then I feel like I can, you know, move forward in my career. But I do want to put that time in why they still want to be with me. <laughs> right. I'm the same way. Like the fact that he still wants to sit in my lap and give me kisses. Oh, yeah, I eat that up. Yeah. Do you ever feel mommy guilt? I do feel mommy guilt. But like I said, not as much. It's Mm -hmm. only when I feel like I need some time alone. And Mm -hmm. that includes husband and kids. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be by myself. And Mm -hmm. they know how to make me feel guilty about wanting that. Mm -hmm. But I have to just tell myself, you know, it's not wrong for me to want to be alone because I give them all of me when I give it. Right. Have you set like a day for yourself? Because for me, I've been leaving my son with my my parents and Sunday is my day. No work, no phone, just whatever I want to do for that time period. Sometimes it's not the full day because my parents do have things to do, but that is my day. Do you have a set time where you say, okay, this is Portacia time where I'm just going to kind of recharge and do what I need to do for myself? You know, I don't do that. Um, but I really need to start. I say I'm going to do it, and I may do it one day out of a month. Mm-hmm. And then I say I'm going to do this every month. And I don't do it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And 
but I should do it. <laughs> I think I should do it just so that I don't get overwhelmed and on overload. So how do you manage your stress if you're not taking the appropriate time? I manage it. The The me time for me is going, I go to spin. I mm-hmm. do a spin class, mm-hmm. and I do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. If I don't get up at 5 a.m., I do it at 8.30 for mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I manage my stress. Do you feel like your husband is supportive of your goals to be a working mom? And how does do. he support you I, in that? Yeah, I do feel like he's um, very supportive. He's always, he's my biggest fan. Mm-hmm. He's always encouraging me, and he wants me to go further. Like, he has, his goals for me are bigger than my goals for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. I just want to do this. I'm, you know, I'm right. good with just where I am now, right. and I'm comfortable, but he wants me Oh, well, you can do this, and and I, I'm i not that type of person. I just, you know, want to stay comfortable. I don't want to be overloaded with stress because the more clients you take in, the more offices you open up, the more stress that comes along with that. How do you think your life would be different if you didn't have a supportive spouse that said, yes, do your thing and everything? I think it would be more stressful. As a, mm-hmm. as a single mom, I know it would be more stressful. But, but then again, I don't know because you have stress with a spouse, right. you know, that you would not have if you were a single parent. And right. I just feel like as a woman, I would just work it out. You know, my neighbor, she's a single parent, and what we do, she's a single parent and she's owns her own business, Mm -hmm. and so our kids go to the same school. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we carpool. You know, I'll take your kids today, and you take mine another day. So that kind of is our support system to release some of the stress that you have as a single parent or a working parent. Yeah, that's that's another added, I I would say, stress as a single parent. But I think your neighbor did what a lot of single parents have to do is find a support system. It's not... Um, you know, and a lot of people complain about that. Like, I don't know if I can have this successful business business because I am a stay at home parent. I don't have a support system, but it seems like your neighbor was resourceful and said, Oh, you know, let me do this with my neighbor to get my kids to where they need to be. And I think sometimes that is part of being a boss mom that you might have to think outside of the box to do what you need to do, especially as a single parent, when, the sole financial obligation falls directly on you. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about that. Being a boss mom, single mom versus married versus stay at home parent and how those views kind of impact kind of how we move in our society at this time. So we will be right back. We were running on something and we didn't shave forever, but it's all we wanted. You were so in love with simple things, and now we're searching for the fire, tripped in kerosene. I've been loving more, living lies off of highs and lows, obsessed. Couldn't get nothing, but whenever I'm not free. Free spirits, 
heaven, oh I'm a garden I'll be getting high with you to watch the ending We were drowning down our memories A cemetery full of bottles that ain't liquor bleed When you're loving more, caring less It's the highs and lows with no question We wanted it all then Legalish on Dash Talk X, where today we are talking being a boss mom, balancing business, family, and success. Now, Portasia, you have the the fortunate circumstance of having a supportive husband. So what tips would you give someone that doesn't have a supportive husband? Um, I would... If you did not have a supportive husband... But you are married, but you're still married to this person, but they're not necessarily supportive. Being supportive of your career. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think you just have to work it out. You know, I don't know how you work it out, but if I didn't have a supportive husband, I probably would go into some type of defense mode where I would do everything in my power, it would make me stronger. That's where I would get my strength to succeed if he was not being supportive. I don't know what I would do, but I probably would get a support group of um, colleagues and try to do everything in my power to take care of the kids and the home and him, although he's not being supportive. Mm -hmm. And run my business at the same time. Wouldn't it be hard, though, to be married to someone that doesn't really support your vision? If, you know, you're someone that's outgoing and ambitious and that sort of thing, wouldn't that at some point be dead weight? It probably would be, Mm -hmm. but we would have to evaluate whether it was worth it or not, you know, Mm -hmm. later on in the future, you know. If he's just not being supportive, um, participating, but he's dormant about what I'm doing, he's not stopping me from doing it, mm-hmm. then I probably would continue to be successful. But mm-hmm. if he's actually hindering and trying to move in the way of my business, mm-hmm. then that would be something that I would have to take into consideration and make a decision about. You know, that brings me to another interesting concept because a lot of successful women 
I've seen are single. Do you think that men are intimidated by the boss mom movement, I'll call it? Or what what do you think is going on? Because there are a lot of successful, beautiful women that are single. I think it um, has to deal with, yeah, I I do think men are intimidated um, of successful women. Mm -hmm. And And I only think they're intimidated is because they they are insecure with mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. because if if I were a man, I would want somebody just like me knowing that I can handle things and he knows that, you know, that I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of everything that needs to be taken care of if in the event he's unable to do so because mm-hmm. you have to work as a team. And so instead of looking at us being, you know, they say we're bossy, mm-hmm, we're trying mm-hmm. to run things, we want to be the man, right, <laughs> you know, right. instead of looking at it that way, they should just look at it as, you know, it's a team effort and she has her strengths and her weaknesses and you do too. So let's just take the good and mm-hmm. put them together and work together because that's the only way you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Are you able, because you are a boss mom, are you able to kind of switch roles when you come home? Because I feel as women, sometimes we are required to do that because you're running stuff at work and running the kids around, whatever it is. Do you have to switch roles when you come in? Do you have to come into a wife role or it's the same across the board? No, I do have to switch roles, and I will say that that is very challenging Mm -hmm. because I'm used to running things in my office because Mm -hmm. I'm the boss. But Mm -hmm. when I come home, I can't be the boss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I am still trying to be the boss because I'm in that mode. Mm -hmm. And so I have to just kind of stand back and just quiet myself Mm -hmm. on the inside and, and try to humble and make my husband <laughs> feel like he's the head of the house, <laughs> no, you know, and he is, but I'm just still in boss mode because when I'm at home, you know, I might be in there cooking and making a plate for them, right. but then the next 30 minutes I'm in this office, you know, trying to schedule some depositions or arguing with opposing counsel about a settlement agreement, right. you right. know. So, how, so do you hard. do you have to like talk yourself like when you pull in your driveway? Do you say okay, mommy mode, or how do you switch? Because to me, that's been one of my biggest challenges. It's making that switch. You know, even to mommy mode sometimes, turning off work, turning on mommy, or turning on girlfriend, wife, whatever it is. How how do you, how do you quiet your mind to do that and not be I, frustrated um, and anxious with that? What I do is when I'm, say, for instance, going to pick up my son Mm -hmm. and I'm on the phone the whole time with a client or someone, Mm -hmm. as soon as I get there, I say, you know what? I'm picking up my son. I have to go. Mm -hmm. And I don't turn on the radio. I don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking to him, Mm -hmm. asking him how his day is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he may have a problem that he he wants to discuss with me. And so when he does that, I'm listening, and it's just kind of, you know, put me back in mommy mode. He needs mm-hmm. me to give him good advice and guidance, right. and you want to do that. I just, it's the mommy instinct. You're always a mom first before you're a boss. Right. That's how I am. Right, right. And I think that's an important point 
you each person has to decide for them what is most important. And throughout the years, that might change. And I think I'm with you. Being a mother right now is most important over everything. I'm like you. I can yeah. be in court. If my school calls and says my son is sick, I'm out of there. So yeah. I think we all have to get clear on kind of what's most important to us. And like you said, as your kids get older or circumstances change, that might change. But I think that kind of reduces stress, too, where you you know the priority of what's most important. Yes, you're a boss mom, but you're a mom first. Are you a wife before you're a boss? Whatever that means for you. Now, in your boss mom journey, would you have done anything different? Yes, I would. I think I would not stress as much over mm-hmm. things that I just did not have control over. Mm-hmm. And because I, even though I've stressed, it still has worked itself out. It mm-hmm. always does. Mm-hmm. So now I know when something happens, I just, I don't worry about it. And I just say it's going to work itself out. And it, and it always does. Yeah. So I wouldn't stress as much. Right, right. I think I'm finding that, that transition in my life right now because I think I was a worry bee too. Like, oh my God, this happened or get into a funk for four or five days where, like you said, it doesn't really change it. And so what are some of the positives you've learned over the years being on this boss mom track? Some of the benefits of being a boss mom? Yes. I think my kids, they get to reap the benefit of seeing their mother run her own business and you don't some kids don't have that opportunity and so I'm hoping that it motivates them if they decide they don't have to just go and work for somebody else Mm -hmm. and when my kids see me do this when they come to my office I have them make copies Mm -hmm. I um (laughs) I will have them go to the front desk and take the receptionist a check I have them fill out deposit slips just so, and they're young, mm-hmm, but they know mm-hmm. how to fill out a deposit slip to <laughs> deposit money in the bank. Right. <laughs> but I think just them seeing me do that, I even enjoy if I have a big check that I've received from a client, mm-hmm. I want them to see it mm-hmm. and know that mommy's working hard. You know, it's not all about the material, but that's what motivates these kids these days. Right, and right. so. You have to do what's going to motivate them to become educated. So they'll say, oh, mom went to college, she went to law school, and and she's making this kind of money. When they see it in black and white, I think I I get a a pleasure of seeing the kids motivated by what I do. Now, would you have started your own practice sooner with the knowledge you have now, or are you accepting of kind of your journey? Yeah, I I would have I would have done it the way that I mm-hmm. I did even though when I was working for other people I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I did gain a lot of benefit from working from other people. Mm-hmm. A lot. I met a lot of different people. You know, I met people from all social economical uh walks of life. Right. And I don't know if I would have had that opportunity if I had just opened up my own practice. I always tell this story when I worked for John Sweeney. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in Linwood, and I've never seen a lot of cash before, but one time his client brought him $10,000 in a brown paper bag, Mm -hmm. and 
I had never seen that much cash before, and he brings it in the office and tells me to count it. And I, I didn't really know how to count that kind of money. So when he walked in, uh-huh. it was like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, you know. Right, right. And the money was all over my desk. And uh-huh. he goes, you don't know how to count money, you know. And I go, no. But it was just like an experience I probably wouldn't have gotten right. if I was not working for him. And I was young and impressionable, just like you were when you right. worked for him. Right. <laughs> I'm so happy you were there to guide me. I'll say that. (laughs) Now, do you think that stay-at-home moms are boss moms? And I'll start by saying I think they're more boss moms than all of us because, to me, that takes a very, very special woman to stay at home and raise her children. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I agree with you 100%. To me, they are, what they do is harder than what we do Mm -hmm. because we do get to leave and think about something else and help other people, but they are just dedicating their entire life to caring for their family 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that has to take a lot of patience and endurance and you know, and I know they are selfless to do something like that because I'm sure they would love to start a career or go into the office or have a job, but they've, you know, taken the time from their life, their careers, to just dedicate it all to their family. So my hat is off to any stay-at-home mom, and I would never talk down about them, (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I really don't like, that, you know, we are kind of pitted against each other for the most part, which I think it's, we're all in this together. We might have careers and they might stay at home, but I think as women, I wish we would more collectively come together and support our our boss mom movement, whichever route we, we take. So how do you weigh, because being a mom is so important, being a wife is so important for you, how do you weigh your current career goals versus your, your family obligations? Um, my family obligations are the most important to me at this moment. Mm-hmm. Now, my career goals, I do have some in the future. As you already know, I'm taking the um, studying for the Arizona Bar. Girl, I don't know how you're doing that. I don't know how you're doing I, it. Neither <laughs> do I. But, but my family comes first mm-hmm. and their education, my kids' education. And just what also is important to me is that my kids, I have two boys, that they grow up in a two-parent home Mm -hmm. and that they see their parents getting along, working together so that they can work together. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. if my husband and I don't work together, the boys start arguing. And they're they're just mocking what they see us do, you know. Right, right. So we have to show love and kindness to one another, even when we don't, because we can't tell them to love their brother if we're not – Loving the spouse. Right, right. <laughs> so that my, my family goes is just to raise some mentally healthy children. And, mm-hmm. and I, you have a boy, too. Yeah. I just want my husband to be a good role model for these kids. Right, especially we in, give them, yeah. We can give them what we can as a mother, mm-hmm. but a man also has something to give that we can't replace. Oh, I I agree with you 100%. It's it's very very important that 
for me that my son has several men that he can look to and say, yes, I like this about this person or this person is doing this. To me, it's, yeah, you're right. I, there's things I will never be able to give him just, you know, because of our biology, um, our anatomy. So for us single boss moms, how do, how do boss moms attract a, a great partner or what are some things you did to attract your spouse? You know, that's a great question, and I don't have a answer for that. You know, mm-hmm. I met my husband at a black women lawyer cocktail sit. Did you? And I didn't even know that. Yeah, you didn't know? I didn't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how we met, and um, he was there with his little, you know, he's a police officer, mm-hmm. friends. And we started dancing, and mm-hmm. so that's how it was. So that's where I met him. So I guess you can just meet people at different social events with whatever career that you're in. That's, that's how I met Bruce. I, I do want to say, because I hear a lot of young attorneys, because that's the career we're in, talk about putting off family, putting off having children, which is fine. But I also say don't. If that's really what you want to be married, to have kids, do not put off dating. Don't do that because you can wake up 45, 50, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll date now. And sometimes that might be too late to actually start a family. So it's definitely a balancing act. No, I agree with that 100%. You know, I waited Mm -hmm. before having kids, Mm -hmm. but I did date because you have to you know, date in order to find somebody compatible. Right. And it may take a couple of dates or a couple of minutes before you find the right one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother show. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to take our last break. And then when we get back, I want Portasia to just give us some tips in general on being a boss mom and what that means for her and tips for excelling in your career, and as you said, sometimes your career might have to be on hold in in some regards until you take care of your family. But we're going to come back with a few tips for you boss moms, and we will be right back. you 
on Dash Talk X. I am Demetria Graves with my special guest, Portasha Moore-Stallworth. And today we are talking being a boss mom and balancing our businesses, family, and success. And because Portasha is my mentor and my friend, I want her to give us some tips on how to be a boss mom and maybe some things she's learned and what we can do to kind of learn from what you've been through. Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is just make your mind up and do it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we procrastinate on things that we want to do in our future. And my motto is I don't want to have any regrets when I get 70, 80 years old. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I've done everything that I set out to do. Even if I failed at it, I don't want that regret of I probably should have done it because now I'm never going to know what would have happened. Mm -hmm. So just do it. I think it's important to put together support groups, and we as women, we need to support each other, Mm -hmm. and we need to build relationships with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, how do you weigh that against? Because everyone is not like you, Portasia. Everyone is not out here with open arms and want to see everyone win. So isn't there also a balancing act of knowing, okay, I can build with this person um, yes. professionally versus, okay, maybe this person is not on the same path I'm on? No, I agree. You do have to pick and choose mm-hmm. who your support group is. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of good people in my life, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping it's because I'm the same way. Right. And so you you definitely have to um, pick and choose, and you're going to make mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. but I've learned to embrace those mistakes and enjoy the journey mm-hmm. to the road of a boss mom because, you know, sometimes when we want to be successful today, And it may not be time for us to be successful until a year or so because we have a lot to learn, you know, Mm -hmm. in order to handle whatever that success may be in the future. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, instead of being upset and hard on ourselves about it, I've learned over the years it's just just the journey to the road of success. So Mm -hmm. let me just be happy 
in my situation content, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah, I think I've said it on this show before. It can take 10, 15, 20 years to be an overnight success. And what we see, yeah. especially now on social media, is when people have, quote unquote, made it or they're kind of living their dream or whatever dream they want you to believe that they're living. And sometimes, even in 2019, we still have to put our head down and get the work done. And I think that's a big part of what we're missing now. Yeah, and I think social media is, is um, it makes people believe that, you know, everything is going well for this person. But in my opinion, people only put the good on social media. They right. don't put the bad, you know, what was in between with whatever success they made. Right. And so it's just nothing's easy, but if you want it, you have to fight for it. Right. Stay the course. Yes. Do you write out your goals? Do you do six month, year, three years, five years? You know, I don't do that. And Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people do. I'm not organized in that fashion. Mm -hmm. I basically know what I want. Mm -hmm. And if I do write it down, it's very, they are shorter goals, Mm -hmm. more like six months Mm -hmm. to a year. Mm -hmm. But I don't usually write them down. I talk about them out loud to my husband to let him know, you know, hey, this is what I would like to do. Mm -hmm. And because he's so supportive, he will do anything that I ask him to do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Do you still have mentors or do you just mentor? No, of course I do. You know, mm-hmm. John Sweeney is still my mentor. I can call him for anything. And because he's older and he's experienced so much more, if I come across a new case or just anything in life, I will give him a call. Mm-hmm. Um, another lady, she was my first mentor. I probably feel about her like you feel about me. Her name mm-hmm. is Sandra Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um if I have any type of issues, not even in my professional life, in my family life, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. she's been married for over 40 years, mm-hmm. I can talk to her about a situation like that. So I think it's really good to keep old mentors and to gain new ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that goes back to the power of relationships because you just yeah. don't know, especially in law school and going on, who you will come across. Cause I know I have colleagues now that are becoming judges. So I think there is something exactly. to be said to maintaining professional relationships, making professional relationships. Cause we just don't know who we are going to see, you know, whenever. Yeah. Just like you, you mm-hmm. know, when we first met, I had no idea you were going to be the president of Black Women Lawyers, and now look at you on your own. You got a talk show, <laughs> and I'm just I'm so proud of you. And you know that I always tell you you're amazing. Well, thank you, and I I got a lot of it from you. I'm telling you, you did a really good job of <laughs> opening my eyes to kind of the profession and how I wanted to show up in the profession, and so. It is my, you know, mission in life to inspire as many young girls, especially minority young girls, to get out here and do what we do. Because it's still not a lot of us in this profession. Yeah. So any last words before we end? Um, I just want to say if it's anybody out there listening and you want to be a boss mom or you just contemplating, just do it. Because 
if you really want it, I just think as women, you're going to figure out how to make it happen because that's just how we are. I couldn't agree more. Portasha, thank you so much for joining Legalish today. I am so proud of you. I am so happy to call you my mentor and my friend and my sister. And you are welcome anytime. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And you all have a wonderful day. Thank you. But before we go, how do, how do people find you if they need representation? If I am a general practitioner, I do um, personal injury, wrongful terminations, and family law like you. <laughs> and my office is located at 70 South Lake Avenue in Pasadena, California, 91101. And my office number is area code 213-683-5323. Call me if you have any questions about anything. Thank you so much. And again, this is Demetria Graves with Legalish. Bye. You used to call me on my cell phone. Day night when you need my. I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows, and I feel left out. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed out. Cause ever since I left the city, you started wearing less and going out more. Glasses of champagne out on the dance floor. Hanging with some girls I never seen before. Used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you, you, you You and me, we just don't get along You make me feel like I did you wrong Going places where you don't belong Ever since I left the city, you You got exactly what you asked for Running out of pages in your passport Hanging with some girls I've never seen before you used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing these days, all I do is wonder if you're bending over backwards for someone else Wonder if you're rolling up a backwards for someone else Doing things I taught you getting nasty for someone else You don't need no one else, you don't need nobody else, no Why you never alone? Why you always touch a roll? Used to always stay at home, be a good girl, you was in the zone Yeah 
you should just be yourself Right now you're someone else You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink Can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city